right, all right, welcome to uh, Quarantinima or Quarantinima. We're still working on how to say the name. I still think it's a cool name anyway. Uh, we'll make that one of the big debates of the podcast is what is this podcast even called? Uh, so welcome to the show. Uh, my name is Connor Sullivan. This is going to be our very first episode. Uh, and the concept of this show, uh, it's very simple. Uh, right now we live in uh, very odd times, uh, you know, with uh, the coronavirus and everything going on. A lot of people are cooped up inside their apartment, uh, myself included, uh, for the most part. Uh, so what this podcast is going to be, I'm basically just going to go through my entire DVD collection and uh, just talk about each movie in there. Uh, that's really, it, it's really just as simple as that. Uh, I'm going to be doing not just reviews of the movies, uh, but uh, I also want to talk a little bit about what, uh, you know, you know, some experiences that I've had with certain movies. You know, what was it like uh, when I first saw it, who was I with? What was I doing? Where did I see it? Uh, how has it resonated over time? Uh, that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically the gist of uh, gist of the podcast. Uh, I got 151 movies and an entire season of South Park in this uh, collection. So uh, we're gonna start today and then eventually uh, go down the list alphabetically. So it's gonna it's gonna be a little while. 151 movies is a long time. Hopefully, if I do one of these a day. Uh, for that long, hopefully everything's going to get figured out by then, but, uh, you know, I've heard everything from this could be over by April to this could be over by next April. Uh, so who knows, uh, exactly, you know, how long we're going to be here, but for the time being, uh, you know, we're all cooped up inside right now. So if you've made it this far into the podcast, I assume that you too have nothing else. Uh, to do. sorry, sorry. I just, uh, had myself, uh, had myself a little snack, got a little gassy there. Uh, but yeah, if you've made it this far, I'm just assuming that you have nothing to do either. So here we go. You know, uh, I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, I know I, I'm doing well. Uh, Brenna, my girlfriend, she's doing well uh, also. Uh, she's been uh, working full time from home. I've been, uh, my, I've been lucky enough that my office hasn't closed down yet per se. But uh, uh, I've only been going in a couple hours a day, not the whole nine to five thing. And that's been kind of nice. You know, it's been helpful for me to uh, maintain some type of routine. Uh, it's just a lot easier. It's almost, yeah, it is easier than, you know, waking up whenever you want and just kind of, you know, staying at home, uh, you know, gives you a reason to get dressed <laughs> and keeps uh, your meals at a uh, consistent, uh, you know, schedule. And more news is coming out every day um, and really hasn't been a lot of optim <laughs> optimism. But, uh, but as long as we can do this, uh, that's great, you know. Uh, this whole opportunity has given me a chance to kind of revisit uh, some of some of these movies that, uh, you know, I, like I said, we've got 151 movies in this collection. Some of them I haven't watched in years. You know, I, like this is something I've been building pretty much uh, from the time I was like a kid, like 10, 12 years old is when I first started buying DVDs. Uh, then when I got to college, that's when I really started buying DVDs. Um, I haven't I haven't really updated the collection in a while, uh, but I've also gotten more into streaming services, you know, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, that uh, sort of thing. So I've kind of moved away from the DVD game, but hopefully being locked up like this is actually going to, you know, be a cool experience to see some movies that I haven't seen in a long time. So a as we do this podcast, and this is my first one, so if I'm rambling, just shut up. I'm new at this. <laughs> uh so as we go along, hopefully we'll get some guests in here, uh, so it won't just be me talking. Uh, we'll actually be able to have some uh, banter uh, going on about these movies. Uh, but today, uh, we're going to get started uh, with our first movie, and I think it's only fitting uh, that we watch a little movie called Quarantine 
It's a horror movie from 2008. Uh, I've probably seen this movie five or six times now. You know, it's quarantines. It's just a fun little zombie movie. It's in that found footage uh, hor- uh, genre of horror. Uh, you know, if you don't know what that is, kind of think like Blair Witch Project, Cloverfield, Paranormal Activity, kind of shot like that. Uh, but this one, you know, this is just a good old fashioned zombie movie. It takes place in one place uh, for the most part. Uh, it's, it's it's a fun it's a, it's a fun movie. I really like it. Uh, and, uh, you know, let's get into it. Uh, on IMDb, it's got a rating of about 5.9. And I think that's uh, I think that's about accurate. That's what I'd expect. I enjoy it a little more than that. I'd probably give it close to like a 7. Uh, but I can completely understand why the general public doesn't uh, enjoy it as much uh, as I do. But I'm weird. I'm doing a podcast. So, uh, movie uh, directed... By John Eric Dowdle. Uh, it was actually uh, co-written by him and his brother Drew Dowdle. Uh, most of they they're kind of they're kind of staple of the found uh, found footage genre. Uh, they have uh, a couple different movies under their belt. They got the Poughkeepsie Tapes, Devil, uh, As Above, So Below. Uh, I admit I haven't seen uh, Poughkeepsie Tapes and Devil. I started As Above, So Below uh, a couple of years ago, uh, and then. Just at, I think it was on Netflix or something, and when I realized that it was a found footage movie, I just kind of stopped. I just wasn't in the mood at the time. So, admittedly, I didn't give it a fair shot, so I only watched it for 10, 15 minutes. Uh, but, you know, this guy's this guy's good. He's also got a, a couple other uh, movies on his plate. Uh, he also directed that movie, No Escape. Uh, if you don't remember uh, that movie, that's the one where Owen Wilson uh, started an action movie, and he had to throw his kid off a building. Uh, this guy was also, uh, this, well, this brother combo, they were also the writer-directors of uh, that show, Waco. Uh, it was a miniseries, uh, came out a couple years ago uh, with Taylor Kitsch and Michael Shannon. Uh, didn't get to see it, really wanted to. Um, you know, those are two of my favorite actors. Uh, Michael Shannon is probably, in, I think he's in the top five or ten of among working actors today. Just everything he's in is just gold. Uh, so, if anyone knows where I can watch it, you know, shoot me a message or uh, something, but uh, anyway, this movie, uh, small movie, uh, relatively small movie, uh, twelve million dollar budget, uh, which you know it seems like it's obviously that sounds like a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. It, I don't think it is. Um, I don't know the film business too much, but I know twelve is a, l- a little on the lower side, especially uh, you know there's no big names in the movie, uh, at least when they shot it. Twelve million dollar budget made about thirty one million dollars domestic. We're gonna get right into uh, more into the movie here. Uh, so the movie stars, uh, you know, a couple people that you've probably seen might not know their names. Uh, it's got Jennifer Carpenter uh, as the main character. Uh, you, you might recognize her from The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Uh, she's done some TV work on uh, Dexter and uh, Limitless, the, the CBS edition. She's been on some other network shows in the meantime. Uh, but, you know, as far as I haven't seen her pop up uh, really in anything else, but I feel like I have. If you watch the movie, like you'll see this girl, and you'll just be like, "Oh, she's in a lot of stuff." And then I looked at her IMDb, and I I barely recognized any of it. So Jay Hernandez uh, also in the movie. He's uh, he's very quietly had a very good career. That but it's he's kind of flown under the radar. Like not a lot of people know who Jay Hernandez is. Probably a bunch of you are hearing that name right now. Goes you know who is Jay Hernandez. Uh, if you've ever seen Hostel, uh, he's one of the main guys in that movie. Friday Night Lights uh, plays Chavez, one of my all-time, uh, that, I think that is my all-time favorite sports movie, uh, Friday Night Lights. Well, one of. Uh, he's in Suicide Squad as well. He's that guy who uh, lights every, is able to light himself on fire. 
Uh, and now he's actually, uh, I think he's got a, he, he, yeah, he's the main guy on Magnum P.I., uh, the CBS reboot. Uh, it's also got uh, Columbus Short, uh, uh, who plays a cop in the movie. Uh, Will, you probably don't recognize him from too much, uh, but we'll actually be talking about another one of his movies uh, maybe in about a week or so. Uh, a little movie called Accepted, one of the great uh, comedies I feel of the 21st century. So, uh, And then there's a couple people uh, that, you know, you don't, they were, no, you know, they weren't names at the time when the movie came out and then in the 12 years since they've kind of blown up a little bit. They've done some more recognizable work, which is cool. Uh, but before I get into that, let's uh, talk about the dynamic of the cast here. So uh, you have Jennifer Carpenter. She plays a newscaster uh, who is doing a profile on the local fire department. Uh, she's just kind of doing a ride along for the night. Uh, so she's a newscaster. The cameraman uh, is actually a character in the movie. He comes off camera every now and then. Uh, he is played by uh, a gentleman named Eugene Young. Uh, I've ne- I had never heard of him before. I looked him up on IMDb. Apparently, he's a two-time Emmy nominee. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have guessed that, but uh, he's from the show called The Practice. I, I've i heard of it. I have no idea what it was, and it's from like the late 90s, early 2000s, but he got two Emmy nominations out of it, So, uh, which is funny because if you look at the cast of this movie, he's at the time when they made it, he's the most decorated guy in the cast. <laughs> And he plays the camera guy who's shooting the movie. So he's barely in it. Uh, you, you know, he's got some dialogue uh, off camera, but yeah, he's very rarely in the actual movie itself, which was interesting uh, to me. But uh, so, yeah, so you have Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Carpenter. She plays Angela. Uh, and uh, she, again, she's a newscaster. She has her cameraman. They're doing a profile of uh, the local fire station, uh, which is where Jay Hernandez and some of his buddies uh you know, you see them coming to play, uh, and, you know, the scenes of the fire station, they're light, they're playful, they kind of, you know, establish, you know, who the characters are, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, they eventually get a call, they go to uh, this apartment uh, where they heard, uh, they, someone called 911, they heard a woman screaming, uh, so um, they investigate that, and it turns out woman's a zombie, <laughs> and uh, chaos ensues from there. I don't really want to describe the movie to you guys A to B. I'd rather, you know, you guys actually try and find a place to watch this. I believe you can rent it on Amazon for like four bucks or something like that. So let, let's talk about the characters a little bit. Uh, we've already established, you got the news team, you got the firefighters, there's cops on the scene as well, which is uh, where Columbus Short comes in. Uh, and then you have the tenants uh, in the building, which there is a, there's a mother and daughter. Uh, I'll get an, elaborate more on that in a second. There's a mother and daughter. Uh, there's an immigrant couple uh, who doesn't speak English. Uh, there's just a, an old man and a younger woman who seem to be living together, but they're just, it's a strictly platonic thing, sure. Uh, there's the landlord and his wife. Uh, there's a drunk. <laughs> and a, uh, let's see, there's a, yeah, there's the old lady. And I think, oh, there's a guy who's a, once people start getting hurt, he plays doctor. Uh, he's a vet, so he claims to be a doctor, which is what it is. I guess he technically is a doctor. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that mother-daughter combo, uh, little interesting note about them. So as I said before, some people, they're, when they get cast, they're kind of nobodies, and then they go off and do some cool things, which is... I, I love seeing that in horror movies. Uh, you know, a lot of actors tend to get their starts in horror movies, um, and it's always cool to see them just kind of go on and do cooler things, especially uh, when you have movies uh, like like quarantine which is something i enjoyed and you know i haven't watched this movie in 
five or six years now, uh, and you know, two people just popped right off the page. It was like, oh, they're in this movie. I didn't realize that. Uh, but yeah, so the mother, uh, she's played by a woman named Marin Hinkle. And if you don't recognize that name, that's okay. But she plays the mother on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon. Uh, Brent and I, we actually just finished binging this uh, yesterday. And that is, that, that's, I don't want to call it the funniest show on TV, but I think it's the best produced uh, comedy on TV between the characters and the writing and the set designs and the costumes and just all, like, all, like the whole production of it. Uh, it's, it really is an amazing show. It's, uh, it's worth all the hype it gets. Uh, a lot, the entire cast is absolutely hysterical. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan, Tony Shalhoub, uh, and, uh, Maren Hinkle. She's never really the main character at any point. She has her own storyline, uh, in the show. She's very, very, very funny. Um, but, uh, but yeah, go check it out. It, this is a, this is a very, very, very funny show. And since we're all in quarantine right now, uh, if you have Prime, just hop on there. Uh, the episodes are about an hour long. There's three seasons, about eight to ten episodes a season. Uh, so it, it's an easy way to kill, uh, you know, a couple hours here or there. So Maren Hinkle, uh, she plays a mother and her daughter in the movie. Uh, it's a little, it looks like about a six-year-old Joey King. Uh, if you don't know who Joey King is, uh, I, I, first off, I didn't realize it until I looked at the IMDb page, but uh, looking back at the movie now, she looks exactly the same she does now. Joey King, uh, she was in a movie, uh, that series on uh, Hulu, uh, about a year or two ago, uh, the act uh, was that series about uh, this mother who was poisoning her daughter, uh, and the daughter like convincing the daughter that she's handicapped and she has all this stuff wrong with her, but she's totally fine. And it was just kind of like one of those things. Uh, I believe it's called uh, Munchausen by proxy or something like that, uh, where you know a parent is intentionally making child sick so that the child would rely on the mother and it's just kind of a story about the girl like coming to terms with like what her mom does and then uh she kills the mom then it turns into this whole murder thing it's awesome it's a really 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 good show um uh, patricia arquette uh played the mother uh she she won either a golden globe or an emmy for it but it was a really really good show it's on hulu i believe it's 10 episodes uh but definitely give that a whirl joey king is great in it uh she had to shave her head for the role which is always fun to see actresses do that it is it's super creepy and if you ever, it's based on a true story. And if you ever see the footage, like, of the actual people, they nail it. Uh, like Patricia Arquette and Joey King uh, did a great job. But in this movie, Joey King's a, a, you know, she's a little six-year-old girl. She's really cute. Spoiler alert. Uh, she turns into a zombie <laughs> uh, later on in the movie. And she, uh, you know, gives us some, uh, pr some pretty good adorable violence, which is always fun to see in a zombie movie. This movie, uh, you know, once things start happening, the zombie outbreak uh, kind of occurs. Uh, basically, everyone's quarantined, uh, hence the title of the movie, everyone's been quarantined into the building due to uh, some disease uh, that's uh, the CDC is able to trace back to the building. Uh, so no one is allowed in, no one's allowed out. They're just kind of forced to live uh, inside, which is kind of creepy about it looking, like looking at it now, given the current circumstance of the world. You know, every, everyone's talking about social distancing. Don't leave your apartment. Don't leave your home. Just stay where you are. And the, and I know it's a horror movie, so a lot of the decisions that get made aren't the best. But everyone's decision was to convene in the lobby <laughs> uh, during all this. So it's just a Petri dish of disease. And it, it's some kind of rabies disease that goes around and, uh, you know, the people that people get infected with. It takes over very quickly. They become very aggressive. They actually did a great job uh, with 
Uh, they, I mean, they never call them zombies in the movie, but when do they ever do? Um, but yeah, they do a great job with the actual zombies. Uh, they're, they're fast zombies. I'm 100% team fast zombies. Slow zombies just are just are dumb to me. But yeah, no, these things are really fucking fast. Uh, the, the noises that they make, the sound mixing guys did an awesome job um, with these guys. The makeup's scary. They're always foaming at the mouth. Their eyes are completely black. Uh, and they're just, they're just some hungry motherfuckers. They want to take a chomp out of you. They did an awesome job with the zombies, and they did an even better job, I think, with the, uh, the design of the, 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 the set, the production design, if you will. Uh, so the apartment, it's a four-story building, uh, and most of it takes place in that lobby where most people are, uh, but you still have a good sense of how the building's laid out, where the staircases uh, take you, where, you know, whatever. You do go from apartment to apartment. Uh, at some points in the movie, but you have a good idea of where everyone is, how how it's laid out, uh, and stuff like that. So the production team did a really, really good job, especially uh, with the lighting in this, because uh, it's a very dimly lit movie, uh, and there's so many characters, uh, but the really really the main source of light in the movie is uh, the camera uh, itself. Again, it's a found footage show, uh, so the camera is as much a character uh, as you know the characters themselves. I don't want to you know give too much away. Uh, for you guys, it's it's a zombie movie. Like you fucking get it. There's no, <laughs> there's no real big story to talk about. At, once you get ha- halfway through the movie, half the dialogue just becomes "We gotta get out of here, run." I don't I don't really want to dwell too much on that. But uh, this is this is a really fun movie. Uh, if you if you get a chance to watch it, I was I I'm a big zombie fan. Uh, I remember first time I saw this movie. Uh, let's say 2008. So I would have been a uh, Freshman in high school, I think. So, yeah, I was 14, 15 years old uh, when it came out. And, I like, my friends and I at the time, we just loved everything zombies. Uh, whether it was, uh, you know, movies or video games or whatever. Like, if it involved zombies, like, we were all about it. Like, we spent uh, every weekend, we'd go over to someone's house in someone's basement. Uh, we'd be playing, like, Nazi zombies or Left for Dead on Xbox or something like that. Or we'd be watching... Uh, these movies, and uh, well, there's a couple of these movies that are in the collection that we'll later get into. Planet Terror being one of them. That's kind of my, that's my favorite uh, zombie movie, so to speak. Uh, but Dawn of the Dead, uh, Dead Snow, you know, World War Z, you name it. Like we, we're just obsessed with zombies. Uh, you know, uh, there's that book that came out. Uh, what is it? Uh, How to Survive Zombie Apocalypse or something. Mel Brooks's kid wrote it. You know, I remember, like, this, it was just a fun thing, you know, for teenagers to, to watch, you know, just, the, it was just fun to watch these lifeless people get uh, absolutely fucked up. Um, Dead Snow, oh boy, Dead Snow, that is, that's a hell of a movie for you. It's basically Nazi Zombies the movie, I believe it's Polish or Swedish or, I don't know, one of those Scandinavian places, but if you ever get a chance to see Dead Snow, give that a whirl, it is... It is really something. Some good old-fashioned European cinema for you. Uh, but yeah, when we saw like when we saw this movie, we loved it. One of the things that uh, I'm, uh, we're gonna do uh, throughout uh, the podcast, uh, once we start talking, well, like once we're done talking about the actual movie, I'm gonna take you through uh, some of the did you knows on their IMDb page. Uh, if you don't know IMDb, then you're a little behind. Uh, it's a great, great app, great website. Got everything you ever want to know about every movie. Uh, every page, and every time I watch a movie, I just go, I go right to the movie's IMDb page, and I go right down to the did you knows. Uh, it's always just fascinating things to me. They always have stuff about uh, the production and uh, the release, and just all, like all this stuff that you want to know and otherwise. So, 
uh, IMDB. Uh, so the did you knows, uh, we're gonna go through a couple of them and I just wanna you know, kind of give my two cents. So first one here, the apartment complex was a set, but a fully functioning one with four uh, floors. Uh, and as I said earlier, they did an amazing job with this, especially uh, with the lighting uh, and the way that they shot the movie. It was very easy to kind of navigate their way around kind of understood how confined everyone was uh, and about what's uh, I don't have the exact count in front of me here but I believe there's like between cops and firemen and tenants and all that stuff I believe there's like 12 to 15 characters uh, in the movie and they, and they disperse the dialogue uh, pretty evenly the firefighters probably get the most of it uh, and uh, Angel Angelo uh, the main character she's uh, she's not so much the like the protagonist of the movie but she's more so like the narrator Almost like we're we're just kind of following her and all these stuff all this stuff is going on, and that, that's another thing that I thought was interesting about this movie uh, was that uh, there's very little character development, which I think actually helps the movie. Uh, again, it's a found footage zombie movie. You don't need a lot of depth to these characters, and they, and they, I think they do a good job of acknowledging that. Jennifer Carpenter's character, she's just she's just kind of here to show you around. Uh, Jay Hernandez uh, and, you know, his fireman buddies, you know, they're the guys that are, you know, they come in with their axes and everything. So they're well equipped to actually, uh, you know, fight these guys off. All the tenants, uh, you know, there's like little characteristics among each one of them. But, you know, there's no backstory. You don't like you don't dive deep into any of these characters, which is kind of nice because this is a very fast paced movie. Uh, you don't really have the time. And if they did, you know, who would care? There's so many there's so many characters uh, it's only a 90-minute movie. What you know? What are you gonna do? Especially when the end goal is that everyone's gonna die anyway. <laughs> uh, moving on uh, to our next, did you know uh, the film does not feature a musical score? I didn't realize that until uh, this viewing of it. Uh, I never. It's just something that I never really noticed before. But uh, throughout the movie, there's no music, uh, and during the credits, there's no music. Uh, and now that I realize that, I think it just makes it. A, I think it makes it that much better. Uh, one of those things I never realized, but. Uh, really adds to how spooky it is, particularly after uh, the final shot. Uh, it just goes right to the credits, no music, no nothing. Uh, it's very creepy, kind of, you know, sit back in your seat and just go like, whoa, like one of those things. So normally in horror, you know, you hear a lot of dark, ominous tones or these high-pitched, uh, you know, strings or something like that. But this had nothing, and I think it worked great. So hats off to the, the Dowdle brothers there for uh, making a great artistic choice. Uh, and this last, did you know, um, Jennifer Carpenter uh, specifically asked that she never see the attic set. Uh, that way uh, she wouldn't know uh, anything about what to expect uh, when she got in there, uh, let alone be familiar with uh, any of the geography. Hats off to her for, you know, going full method <laughs> in, a, in a zombie movie. Kind of seems a little unnecessary, especially when the bulk of your lines are, we got to get out of here. <laughs> uh, but, you know, hey. If it works for her, great. Uh, you know, she she did a great job in the movie. It, it, it is a well-cast uh, horror movie. Uh, but then again, there's not a lot of substance to these characters. So uh, it's just fun to watch all these people, you know, die. Uh, so that's really all I got about quarantine. Uh, I definitely recommend it. Uh, at the end of each episode here, I'm going to, instead of five stars, we're going to rate things on a scale of one to five hazmats. On a scale of five, I'm going to give this one two and a half hazmats. Uh, it's a fun horror movie, uh, not the scariest movie I've ever seen, uh, but definitely, uh, I, I do think it's the best found footage, uh, movie I've ever seen. Probably my favorite, you know, that includes Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity and Cloverfield, 
there, there's there's a whole subgenre of this. Uh, give it, check it out if you like. I know I understand it's not for everybody, uh, but if uh, you know you're a horror fan, check it out. You know some of these some of those movies are actually pretty cool, but this one remains my favorite, uh, partially just because of the whole zombie twist uh, that they put on there. So, two and a half hazmats would recommend. I believe you can find it on Amazon. Yeah, that's quarantine. Uh, our next episode. We're going to be watching a movie called 127 Hours. We're going to start at the top of the alphabet here uh, in my collection and work our way down. It stars James Franco. Uh, it's a Danny Boyle movie. Uh, if you've never seen it before, uh, we'll talk about it more on the next podcast. Uh, but it's a very, very good movie. I haven't watched it in a couple of years, actually. I'm really excited to watch it because I, uh, I, I do remember really loving it uh, when it came out. I've, I've seen it a couple of times. Uh, and there's one scene in particular I'm really looking forward to. Uh, We'll uh, watch that next time. Hope you guys are going to stick around. If you've made it this far in the podcast, you know, why don't we do another one together? Thank you all for listening very much. I hope you all stay safe out there. Uh, Enjoy isolation uh, as much as I am. Uh, You know, stay safe, stay inside, social distancing, wash your hands, all that bullshit. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you next time.